Hey there, this is Paul from the Vertex team. This week we are bringing you a talk by the amazing Ashley Sparling, filled with career advice for those looking to get into the game industry. Ashley is a veteran in the industry, having worked with studios like Ubisoft and others. Now he is running his own company, K9. So sharpen your pencils, grab a notebook, you won't want to miss a thing. Cool. So hello, everybody. Hope you're all good and uh, excited. So well, I am a little bit nervous, but it's okay. We're going. We're going to be good. <laughs> cool. So thank you for joining me uh, today. So we're basically it's going to be a careers talk. Uh, to be honest, this is the first time I've uh, ever done a talk like this with presentations and slides and things. So I do apologise if this uh, if this doesn't go as smoothly. So, um, so we'll start off. Um, I'll t let me just go to the next slide. Hang on. So, um, this is kind of like the agenda. What we're going to be going over. I'll go over about who I am, um, what I do, that kind of thing, and then it will be kind of what you guys want to want to do and where you guys want to be. Okay. And then we're going to be talking about um, improving and homing your skill set. And then we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of uh, inspiration as well, where to find it, um, not just in films and TV, but other sources as well. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about networking. Um, that's not just um, like on social media and things like that. It's actually going to events. Um, we're going to do a bit on um, building your portfolio as well. I'm going to I'm going to show you like a few examples. I'm going to show you a really good way to um, build your resume as well. And oh, bless you. And then uh, and then we'll end with a Q and A. Okay. So what I would say is if you guys have any questions uh, throughout the presentation, just um, just hold them till the end, and then uh, the Q and A will be more of a like a a round table in a way. So it'll be like open open mic. So okay. So let's get started. So who am I? Uh, good question. Good question. Yeah. So here is a um a a slide with all of the companies that I have worked on. And it was quite weird putting this together, actually, because uh, I, some companies I, I forgot where I worked. So it was quite amusing to actually look at look at this and see where I've gone, where I've been, and that kind of thing. So actually, my very first job in the industry, so I went to university and I studied, I studied game arts. And I didn't even know that you could study study it at university. So it's 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 quite strange now because they didn't have things like Vertex School and other other schools like this around when I was was um, trying to trying to learn how to do this. I think it all started if you wanted a Noman Workshop DVD. Like back then, it was all DVDs. It wasn't online. We had to pay something like uh $120 and then the actual um uh, shipping itself was like over 200 so it was quite 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 crazy really how uh, how times have changed where now everything's kind of on online and um we're able to access things like vertex school and the other schools as well so 
straight out of university i thought yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna work for like um sony or somewhere like that so i applied for pretty much everything i could get get my hands on you know i just kept on applying 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 and nobody was touching me with barge pole you know it was i was seeing my friends from university get jobs and uh, it was just it was like heartbreaking like i was like come on i just want somebody to give give me a chance and i think i got about six months in and i was like well i need to i i don't really know what to do and i thought you know what i'm gonna go back to school i'm gonna i'm gonna carry on with my education and do a master's so um a master's in games art so i started to um started up the course paid for paid for the first year and it was a week in and i checked my inbox and i got this uh, email from uh, rare rare um rareware back then as they were called and i i was a bit like what the heck is this you know perhaps it's a mistake or something like that and the email was basically saying um hey we've seen your stuff um I, it was funny because I never actually applied to Rare, which is because I thought it was too out of my league. Um, and this email said, "Yeah, we've seen your we've seen your stuff, and somebody handed your portfolio over to us, and we'd like you to come in for a chat." So went down there, super excited, and it was like this adventure to get where it was because it was it was about um. It's about seven hours away from where I lived and literally my parents came with me with my brother and stuff. And it was like this adventure to get to to this place that was seven hours away just for like a half an hour interview. It's crazy. But so we got there and it was awesome. And they offered they offered me the job pretty much on the spot, which is pretty damn cool. I've, you know, I from what I heard from people, it takes months before you well weeks before you could even get a letter back so back then it was kind of like um oh okay but i've just signed up for the ma so i was like you know what this is a, an amazing opportunity so i cancelled the um, um master's degree luckily they gave me my money back <laughs> and um started my uh, venture in the games industry and since then i've worked at some incredible companies i'm very very lucky um ubisoft i was there when uh i was at lionhead from when it went down um but in each studio i kind of learned something different you know it's uh it's been a crazy ride and uh yeah even like this even like the smallest of companies that i've worked at it's you can never you can never stop learning and and i think it's uh it's good for your career to kind of try different places learn different things meet different people so since then i've actually started up my own uh character outsourcing studio so yeah so this is the adventure i'm on at the moment so yeah so um here's a little bit of um my work and what i've worked on i worked on assassin's creed uh, odyssey um that was a, an amazing opportunity to get to work on that considering i love i loved assassin's creed and um I, I love greek mythology as well so it's kind of like my uh my my 
my prized my prized pieces i would like to say and here's some like other um r d projects that i've uh, been working on like personal projects as well as part of uh, k9 digital so this is it's kind of um very going to be character orientated you know but i'm hoping that people who do environments and animation can can get something out of this as well you know at the beginning it's quite character orientated as we go further down to the portfolio building it's not so much okay so you've finished your finished your course you know but you kind of want to know where to what to do next you know what are people looking for and something that i find quite useful is now especially in character art well it, with character art environments there is like a whole range of things that you can do you know you can be so specialized in one section or you can kind of be able to work on both you know but i always think it's quite useful to kind of work out what kind of game you would like to work on what company kind of company would you like to work for and um it's quite funny because this uh this this slide is uh is something that i use with uh art directors when we're trying to find the style style of a game but i was looking at it and it was it's i think it's quite uh useful for you guys actually to be like okay where what would i like to do you know we can do everything yes absolutely we can do a bit of stylized we can do a bit of realism you know but homing in on something and polishing that um that kind of field or style is just going to help you be more attractive to to companies okay um there are studios of course that do um stylized and realistic stuff you know um naughty dog for example with the ratchet and clank stuff and you know then they've got the um uh um uncharted and uh the last of us you know but it's it's more likely you'd be picked for something that they've seen in your portfolio that will resonate with a project that they've got so if you're if you kind of just want to go full-on realistic that's absolutely fine you know if you want to go full-on stylized that's cool as well you know it's entirely down to to you guys on what you what you want to do and where you want to be you can have a preference in this industry is what i'm saying you know um back in back in the day back in my day um, we used to it's kind of you you kind of get what you get so but at least now it's getting so specialized which is which is amazing you know they i'm seeing positions open that specifically for groom artists you know that you, if you'd have said 12 years ago oh i want to be a groom artist for the games industry i think people would laugh at you you know <laughs> so picking where picking something that you you really want to do day in and day out you know is is very very important okay so how do you how do you get how do you get there so you've 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 picked what you want you know you've you've done a few characters and you decide oh actually i quite like doing realistic characters you know 
Um, so this next slide is quite crazy actually because um, it's it's a it's a um, evolution of my of my work, and I don't know if you can ah uh, yeah you can see my see my mouse. So this this in 2007 was like my very first head model that I done, and it was a self it was a self portrait. It was for a university project, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. It was, believe it or not, there is um, Z brush work on this. It doesn't look like there is, but over over time, I I I kind of under started to understand what I needed to do to become a a better a better artist in a way. So I always knew anatomy was important, but um, you know, it's trying to trying to get that in your head at an early stage is, you know, I, I did life drawing, but I'd never did studies of faces. So this is kind of what this is like progression over time of me just copying, copying like actors and stuff like that. But it was about halfway halfway through, I think this was like 2012, I think it was, where I really started to break down the the skull of a, you know, the, the skull of a, to see what the forms were. And it's, it's crazy how like the, the jump between, like even from, from this guy, you know, it's Jack, meant to be Jack Nicholson, very stylized version of Jack Nicholson. But from from here to here, like this is this is a very, very short time period, but this was actually an art test that I had to do with Ubisoft. And they wanted to see if I can do um face form and things like that. And then just like once I got to Ubisoft, like my my head kind of like took a took a different direction and like I really started to understand what was going on and yeah up until this day to be honest this is we say 2022 but this is like 20 2021 but even now I look at this now and it's still it's I can still see problems with it so so it's crazy how in I mean what this is like this is 15 years, I would say, but there was like a, from about 2012, there was like a big learning, a big learning curve. You've, you've learned at, at the beginning, you kind of have learned the basics of, okay, I know how to do 3D. I know how to do texturing. I know how to do the technical side of things. And it's more after that, I kind of took it back to the artist side of things and like really honed in on learning full face anatomy and things like that <clears throat> okay so it's quite if you guys have you like at this uh, vertex school and stuff like that have a look at the first stuff that you had to like the last stuff because it really is a nice nice way of to see to see progression you'll get to a point where it's kind of like oh, i'm not I feel like I'm not moving, I'm not moving forward. And I think that's what was happening. This, that's what was happening here. I felt like I wasn't moving forward enough to be able to get to that next, that next stage. Okay. 
So research. So this is something that um, I use a I use something called um, Miro. I don't know if you guys have ever used it before, but it's basically it's a place where you can you work collaboratively with with people. You can kind of put screenshots on your videos, and it's it's kind of like a a brainstorming board. Okay, but I I like to call I I use it this very often just for myself and I call it my brain. <laughs> okay, so what what this actually is I kind of put images on there and I'm kind of seeing where I can improve. Like I I've got like loads of like you can put like these tags on here and I've got like tutorials and stuff written on here of things that I found that was interesting. And then I'd even like post up like I've got the this buck character that I did and kind of then doing like an actual an actual comparison with stuff is quite uh, is quite important I think to say like okay push it more to this quality um, you know it's it's a good way of collecting collecting your ideas and stuff but it's a way that you can easily come back every now and then you know you could have like three of these three of these things one for clothing one for heads one for anatomy but then it's a it's a good place for you to be able to put other people's artwork so for example i've got the ninja theory stuff here and the last of us you know and trying to compare my work to to their work to see how far how far off i am you know and you know Yes, I would love to be able to create characters like the the Last of Us guys, but also I want to I want to push it a little bit more, see what we can get. You know, it's always always about pushing it. And that's the same for stylized characters as well. You know, you can still do a comparison of stylized characters even though they're in different styles, but see what they've done, like the quality that they've done and see if you can push it to that quality. Okay? So a lot of the time when I'm teaching and um, with my team and stuff like that, we um, a lot of people say, "Oh, i i don't have I don't have time to um, I don't have time to to do work, or you know, the deadline's too short, or something like that." So this is something that I I do with my personal work is. Um, I kind of say, okay, well, I want a new, I want to build a new character, okay, and I want to do it in four weeks. You know, <laughs> it sounds sounds crazy, but this is, uh, I mean, this is taken from a project uh, that I worked on. You can see, you can see some costing there as well, um, but it's kind of working, working out. You know, okay, so clothing. How long, how long do I actually need on a block out? How long do I actually need to work on the torso asset? So is one day enough to work on the torso? You know, if not, put in the next day. You know, you can see here that I don't, I haven't put weekends and stuff on it, but it's a really good way to kind of work out how long each thing kind of takes you. You know, at the beginning of when you're creating 3D assets, you know, we, especially at Vertex School, we have about 10, 
10 to 12 weeks like building building an actual um asset but it's um you know once you're once you get in and working and stuff like that it's uh it's kind of um sorry i just i didn't mean to swap screen there never mind you you kind of want to you want to become quicker yes you still want to do all like the detail detail work of things but you you want to be able to keep up with production okay so doing yourself a little timeline is um is quite interesting um something i actually want to go back to um with the artist evolution so with when you're like sculpting and learning how to sculpt there's a there's a really good story about um a lecturer at a university and he was a he taught people how to create pots like pottery so what he what he done was he he took his class and he split it down the middle and he said to group made him group a group b and he said to group a for this term you're going to just concentrate on one pot you know you're going to spend all your time just doing this one pot okay and then group b you are going to make as many pots as you can you know just every day every hour just knocking out pots you know just creating them you know and so this is what this is what they did so group a did just concentrated on one pot every single little detail its smoothness and stuff sorry about the dogs barking in the background um and then group b just was bashing out all of these pots they don't care how they were looking they were just doing them super super quickly so at the end of the term he kind of came together and what he found was the people who who had just concentrated on one pot didn't didn't progress you know they because they were just concentrating on this one thing it it kind of it became quite stale and stagnant where the people who were who created all of these different pots they could knock out a pot really quickly and have the have a good form and a good base and you know the structure was there and so what i'm trying to say is with this you know this could be the same this this is the same for for us when we're when we're trying to improve our skills and our knowledge and stuff like that a good a good a good thing and it's something that i i used to do um i don't do it as much now but um every day i would like an hour before work it doesn't have to be an hour before work it can be it, any specific amount of time i had to i had done 15 minutes once but you're just quickly bashing out a a skull in zbrush or you know or a hand or something like that and over time those little 15 minutes they they add up and those hours add up you know it's a what i'm saying is it's a bit like the pots you know the more you do the more quicker you get through things the more muscle memory it is so your brain knows oh yeah i know how to block out a skull i've done this hundreds of times you know and that's what's going to help you when it comes to speed in production as well okay 
so getting inspired so i know quite a few times and quite a few people that get to a point where it's like oh, i want to make something but i don't know what 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 i want to make you know and when i say get inspired you know we we are talking about looking at art station looking at pinterest you know not just 3d stuff but the national geographic national geographic is brilliant for inspiration because they have like little stories with stuff as well but you also i feel like you also need to kind of step away from from that stuff because we're in a world now where you know everything's at our fingertips you know we can also as much as it's getting inspired we can also feel the opposite especially when we're looking at things like art station and stuff like that just because it's so saturated full of amazing artwork and it can make us feel a little bit like oh gosh i wish i i wish i was as good as that and you know so I do think it is good to be able to get inspired other ways. So, for example, um, like doing personal training, like working out, that type of thing. It was quite quite funny. I I I, I have a I have a a, a trainer um, just because if I don't have a trainer, I know that I won't do any exercise at all. Okay, and because I'm paying for that trainer, I know that I can't let him down. So that's the only way that I actually get exercise. But it's quite funny because we were, I was working out, we were doing the warm up or whatever it was. And he's a big, big gamer as well. So it's quite, quite interesting. And then just suddenly out of nowhere, I just started getting an idea about something that I was working on. Or no, it was a problem that I was trying to, trying to solve at work and I was like oh you know this is while I'm like sweating and like trying to breathe as well as talk to talk to the trainer so it's good to take yourself completely out of this amazing 3d world and artist world that we that we do and just do some stuff that isn't part of that because you'll find in your 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 brain will still be working in the background and still been trying to to inspire you with with stuff okay that's the same for like going even just going for a walk you know just to just to switch off from 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 all of this stuff you know it's not bad it's kind of i was talking to my wife about this earlier and i was trying to think of the right words to say for it and you kind of have to let your not saying that personal training and walking is boring but you need to let your brain go bored okay because that's where the unconsciousness starts to come from of um you know daydreaming and things like that because your brain is constantly trying to work out something or do something just stepping away from the stuff that's in front of you kind of gives your brain that time to to kind of take stuff in a little bit and analyze stuff a little bit better. So I'm going to say get bored, you know, get bored to be inspired. There we go. Sounds a bit strange. Okay. So networking. So this is quite an interesting one because um, networking is not just 
doing it on social social media and stuff like that i would really really say if anyone if any of you guys get a chance to go to any conferences do it because it's it's incredible i mean the the main 3d conference that i went to like a few years ago was uh, the zebrush summit and it was just incredible because you're surrounded by like-minded people you know and i i always get nervous about going to these kind of things it's kind of like oh gosh i've got nothing to, i've got nobody to talk to i don't know what to talk about you know all i know is 3d you know that kind of thing it's because i haven't let my mind go bored that's what it is but you know at these conferences you're all there for the same thing especially the zbrush summit it's just you know three days of talking about zbrush and tutorials and people and stuff like that and you really start to you go there not knowing anybody and well at the especially at the zbrush summit because they're so small and you come away and it's like a big family it's it's crazy so, for example, I went to I went to GDC on on my own. First time I ever flown on my own anywhere, and um, my wife wife told me that I had to be a big boy and put on my big boy pants. So I went to GDC, um, and again, I uh, there was a friend that I did meet up there actually, but at the same time, it's it's a massive massive con conference GDC is, and I knew nobody nobody at all but by the end of it i came away with like talking to more people and creating contacts and you know i've, I've been able to get a few few jobs out of going into gdc even stuff like comic con and things like that you just never know who's going to be at these things and it's it's a it's definitely a way to kind of open your eyes a little bit to what else is out there not just your discipline so create create your networking you know you need to have especially if you want to do this it's it's more important now than ever it's it's crazy that there's this expectation for you to have some form of presence on social media in an art station and stuff like that you know whether you want it or not is another thing you know because you know it's 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 being able to get your name out there because that's what you need you need people to see your work and to to be able to get a job you know and that's joining these things posting online that's what you're doing you're 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 showing people your stuff in order to 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 gain something out of it to gain like likes and things like that i mean for a very very long time i never used to post my work i went for a stage where i never posting anything just because i thought everything looked crap but uh the valley of the suck as uh as, as ryan says um but now it's kind of well you know what i'm i use my instagram just as my blog uh, it's kind of like uh, that's where i put speed sculpts up because that's what i enjoy i love doing speed sculpts so you can you can tailor your network to to be what you want it to be so facebook if you 
if you if you're that kind of person and want Facebook just to be about work and networking and inspiration, do that. Where LinkedIn is kind of like the more professional kind of thing that you do. The Discord is like your research stuff, you know. But engaging with people will will help. Um, there's something that Ryan Ryan said to me. I can't, I can't remember the exact number, but we'll say it's ten cents. Um, you need to you need to spend a dollar in a day. So say each person or each interaction that you do online is like like fifty cents or ten cents or something like that. You need to be able to create get up to a dollar. So whether it's two posts a day, just not even posting um your work but just interacting with your with your network the reason why i say networking is such a big part of our industry because more than likely when when you're going for a job you'll know somebody who's there and that's what you that's what you need to get your foot in the door if you know somebody who's there they can vouch for you Okay, long as you're good at what you do, of course, you still need to have that level of um, skill to be able to do it. But I mean, the amount of people who I've got jobs for because I know they're good and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, we need a we need an animator. Oh, I know. I know an animator. I worked with somebody at blah, blah place who is really good or. Oh, uh, we need a we need a character artist. It's like oh, oh, I saw blah blah was looking for looking for a job. You know, it's you know having having your network built in. For example, if <laughs> if um, I saw Raphael Grosetti was looking for work, um, not that he would be looking for work. He's very very talented and amazing amazing guy you know very very talented guy but because i know his name and i know he's good if for example if we knew that he was looking for work i'd be to the art director hey 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 let's get let's let let's get grosetti in because i know he's good i know his name he's got a good reputation and that's kind of what i'm trying to say to you guys is if you it doesn't matter if you're like a teeny tiny little fish in this big ocean you know at least interacting with with um with people with the same interests or where you want to work or something like that it kind of gets your gets your name out there okay so portfolio building now i'm going to use one of my students work um etienne as an example um i'm going to use him as an example just because he done a really really awesome job and um he straight off the bat he got a job out of out of his portfolio and and i'm super super proud of him got loads of stuff open here uh so let's go in here to his portfolio so Etienne only had two two pieces of work on his thing so something that he did um earlier on which is kind of like a hard surface helmet but he did this character um on the vertex school and I just 
we we sat down and we kind of looked at um, people's portfolios that kind of inspired us and when I'm looking for when I'm looking for people what I would like to see you know and uh, Etienne just went above and beyond with, with that so he's done like a really really cool breakdown at the beginning uh, on the side and it's really good to have like a little bit of description of that kind of thing for example if you've done a concept art or copied a concept from a concept art you know tag that artist in there because you know it's only gonna you know it's gonna give them exposure it's gonna give you exposure and it gives somebody something else to 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 compare it with okay also name the software that you use this is something that i i if i like somebody's piece of work i kind of go in and like oh what software are they using? Oh, damn, they're using they're using Blender. Okay, cool. So, and it kind of gives it kind of gives the person who's looking at your work an insight of how stuff is built. Okay, so this stuff is really really super important to to add in. Okay, so first off, we always start off with a nice beautiful sexy render okay this is our sexy shot this is this is the money this is the money shot okay and this is kind of what we want to want to do we want to put the nice lighting in we can put a little bit of photoshop work into it just to kind of like boost boost some of the saturation and stuff like that and then as we start to go down we start to kind of like break up break the um Break the how it's made up a little bit. We want the close-up shots to show we've got nothing to hide, and this this is what these close-up shots are doing. This is showing it's it is dicey showing this stuff, but it's a way to be like you know what, I'm not scared about showing you my close-ups because this is my ability. This is where I'm up to, and you know you can see where I would need to improving, where I wouldn't need improving, okay? So, as we start to come down, as again, I he's he's done so many images on this. It 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 was showing me that I'm not scared to show show my work at all. You know, we've got front views, back views, close up front views, close up back views. This is this is golden stuff. You know, this is really really good stuff because it shows me that he's not hiding now it's always nice to see after like the game res mesh um it's always nice to see the zbrush zbrush stuff because we spend especially for character artists we spend so much time in zbrush like over half the time is in zbrush doing this and we you know this is the part that everybody loves so we want to we want to show that sexy stuff okay so again he's showing front three quarters and it's good to show these these angles um because you want you want your work to be shown you know there's no point um just showing it in one static t pose from the front you know show the front show the back show the side and on this one he's shown the um uh, the retopology on it now from starting off, if you've never done work in the industry, this is important to show, especially for games, 
because this shows me do do you understand um um topology flow okay how are you optimizing your meshes you know so the reason why i like to i i personally like to see these is because i'm thinking okay how much do i have to teach this person if i brought them on okay that's always in the back of my head you know how much or how much is the team going to have to it's kind of like babysitting in a way as a junior going into something you know how much time do we have to have to show do we have to show you stuff from scratch or okay they understand the basics now we can build build on that or they know a bit more than the basics so we can kind of push them a little bit more okay so really good to show and again he's shown front back side brilliant so this is always really good to see now with uvs i'm i'm quite anal with uvs and i i'm not gonna lie if you're using and i'm gonna tell you off if you're using it <laughs> if you're using the blender auto layout thing stop using it stop using it you know you you need to be able to hand place this stuff you know and it it shows me that you've uh it sucks <laughs> sorry sorry i just saw that comment right there um it doing this way yes it's manual yes it's a pain in the butt but you you'll find you can you can have more control you know being able to straighten stuff out more and things like that it's you know you, we need to we need to use every single pixel that we possibly can with this stuff okay so showing your uvs is 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 really good is a really really good thing to to do and it will show the employer that you know i'm not scared for you to see my uvs i'm not hiding anything okay I, I have no idea I don't use Blender so <laughs> just I, I know a lot of people are using Blender to UV and I keep seeing this auto um, auto packing thing and it looks terrible um I told I told one of my uh, one of my uh, employees off for using it the other day so um Etienne I said to Etienne he because he did some really really cool stuff in Substance Designer okay and Substance Designer is something that is starting to be, be picked up more and more with um character artists you know I know the environment you environment guys you know you use it a lot which is which is super cool and I, I really want I I want to learn Substance designer more just because the power of it is incredible so as i said etienne did some like really he did all of this stuff in uh, marvelous designer and then brought it into blender and kind of um extracted it out from there now the reason reason why he's got it in there well for, the reason why is because i told him to put it in there but one thing that i think is really really important is yes you're showcasing your work but if you can give something back to the person who's reading it like a little small tutorial just oh yeah this is how i broke up doing the shoulder pads or something like that 
showing showing this stuff you're adding value to yourself it's it's showing me two things so it's showing me that you know how to do something which is always a good thing the other thing it's showing me is you're willing to share your techniques okay and it that that second one is in, so important for our industry you know a lot of people well a lot of students who i talk to is like well i've got nothing to show i've got nothing to show you know it's like well okay break down there there must have been something that you struggled with and then you got around it one way if that's that you know write about that you know show the breakdown of how you built a brush or something like that because you're bringing value to your community you know and me me as a leader or a director or anything that is so important you know it shows me yes you you're you want to learn you're willing to learn and you're willing to share what you know okay so i would recommend doing this doing this because it's 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 brilliant as well because putting your name and your website on it you know i could i use pinterest a lot you know i could just literally rip this rip this from here and put it on my pinterest board you know but at least it's still crediting um essien for it you know and these things they don't always just stay on art station if something's valued it will get passed around you know and people might not remember your your final mesh that you did but they might remember oh yeah they did that technique that was really really good you know so you're being remembered but in a in a different way and that's that's important you're not just your artwork okay so again you've done some really really cool breakdowns of, of this stuff so again right at the end we show another glossy image a nice sexy shot the reason why we do that is by the time we get from the top to the bottom and we've locked out all of this it's just a nice little reminder just to be like yeah this is my work this is how it came out remember it okay so that being said what we'll do is we'll quickly jump back into presentation mode da, 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 da. and we're going to talk about resumes oh resumes we hate resumes we hate making resumes why do we have to make resumes we're artists we do not need resumes yes we do <laughs> so as much as i hate resumes i don't like reading through resumes they are important okay so what should you and shouldn't you include um now not saying that there's anything wrong with this um i used to work at mcdonald's but when you're applying for a 3d art position and you're putting mcdonald's down on your thing kind of doesn't sell it as well okay it's really hard when when you've never worked in this industry i completely understand i completely get it but what you can do is you can put any experiences down on your resume say there's um i don't know a commission a commission job or something freelance work that you've done put all of that stuff down if you had entered into a competition for 
um like an art station competition or something like that put that stuff down you know it doesn't matter if you did if you won or you didn't won you know you still took part in that stuff you know i completely understand that you know not everybody has had that opportunity to work in the industry so getting that stuff in there now if you're if you've been an it technician or something like that that's kind of relevant to to this stuff it's kind of in that genre but when you're going from like hospitality to 3d that's kind of like a a big big difference it's really i i i have to admit i i do skip over that if i get that on on a cv okay so always include a link to your work on your CVs. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Always include a link to your work on your CV. The amount of CVs that I've had come in that haven't, for one, haven't even had their email addresses on, haven't even had their link to their work. You know, in this industry, it's, it's it is brutal i'm not gonna lie you know you are fighting a lot of people and if you miss those things off on your cv um i'm sorry your your cv goes straight to the no pile because we have hundreds of hundreds of people applying and if you can't do those simple things if we have to go and hunt for your stuff then it's it's time wasted for us you know it's we could end up spending 10 minutes trying to trying to look for somebody's art station or Instagram or something like that. And if we've had something like 200 applicants, that 10 minutes adds up, you know, because I still like to make artwork myself as well. <laughs> okay. Um, and talking about portfolios. Now, I know a lot of people like to like to make their own websites and stuff like that. Again, it's not needed for you to build a website. There are brilliant places out there that have this stuff already made for you and you just put your artwork on. ArtStation is probably the best, best place to put your stuff. The reason why, people are familiar with ArtStation. They know how to navigate it, especially when it comes to recruiters and art directors. You know, some art directors are pretty pretty much dinosaurs you know they uh they receive portfolios on uh on paper you know i'm joking they're not old dinosaurs you know but you know it's what i'm trying to say is it's easy to navigate you know and when you've got like this fancy website that's flashing images up and flashing this up and oh where where the heck am i meant to click I suppose I'm referring myself to a dinosaur in a way, <laughs> but having a simple navigated website is important. Okay, so say that you have done you have done some work, um, but it's it's under NDA. Now, this this part is quite controversial. You know, obviously you can't access you can't put your stuff online because it's under NDA but if you go to a studio for an interview or something like that you know you you can take that stuff with you long as you're not leaving it there you know it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky one because yes you can do password protected 
websites and stuff like that you know just i'd say just be careful with this okay because the work that you do it's it's not your intellectual property okay it's the company that you did the work for and the last thing that you want to do is get in trouble with somebody in the industry okay so just be a little bit careful with this one now i wanted to play a game with you guys but I, my PowerPoint presentation skills aren't as good as I thought they were, and I wanted to I wanted to hide this section. So basically, yes, ten seconds. It's all it takes for me if I'm gonna put you put you in the maybe pile. Okay, in ten seconds, I can tell if I want to put you in there. Okay, so you have my attention for 10 seconds. You need to blow me away in those 10 seconds. And for me, it's not normally the CV. It's normally the art station stuff that I, I look for. Okay, so yeah, it sounds, it sounds hard when you've written all of these cover letters and your resume and stuff like that. But again, it, you, if within 10 seconds if i like the person's stuff i'll keep looking i'll be like oh okay they've got some quite interesting stuff okay i'll go and look at their cv that's when i get to the cv stage the cv the resume sorry the resume resume stage is kind of like a second stage i think especially for if you're applying for an artist position okay for a recruiter side of things they look at your resume first okay but we'll get to that a little bit later um and uh yes so showcase your most outstanding work first okay your brand new pieces make sure they're the first thing that people see okay the first little thumbnails that thumbnail that you see on art station now you can have your older stuff i have to admit i do I haven't done it for a while saying that I do like a um, a churn out of my work where I kind of look at it and go right now nah, that's out of date that's out of date pull that out you know still show your your best your best stuff if you've got something I don't know in say in five years time and it was like your very first character that you've done and it was you trying to work out how to use ZBrush or whatever you know and it's five years down the line and you've got all of these other characters archive don't delete it just archive it you know um it, it was quite funny i had uh i had somebody apply um when i was looking for when i was looking for um a, a character artist and they they didn't have a art station um but they had like a google drive link and I did I did click on the link probably is a bit bit scary for me to do that but <laughs> this this um Google Drive had over like 500 images of this person's work dating right back from 2015 I think it was and it wasn't presented nicely at all it was like a screenshot of an error of uh topology and stuff like that it was it was so bad it was that that's that's 
no offense if the person's fortune it was probably the worst portfolio that i'd seen only because i mean some of the stuff was all right you know the the newest stuff was pretty good but the fact that he that this person had put everything in there i don't we don't need to see that you need to tailor you need to tailor your uh portfolio to to be a certain standard you know you know you want to you know you don't have to put your name at the bottom of everything that's you know it's cool to do it shows that you're proud of your work and i think that's the thing you need to when you're showing showcasing your work you need to be proud of it you need to showcase it the best way that you can so speed speed sculpts i quite like seeing speed sculpts because it shows me how somebody thinks okay and it shows me the strokes that you do in the in the mesh and things like that you know so obviously if you've only got speed sculpts in your in your portfolio i'd probably say pull it pull it back a bit so it has some more final final polished stuff in there but you can do the speed sculpts you can just do it as a section of speed sculpts you know and again as i said i quite like seeing those i get quite excited about seeing them because they're quite organic and seeing how people think and what inspires people so um and that's kind of why i like instagram to post post that stuff on there as well okay so on the flip side what do recruiters see so to be honest i didn't know what they saw for a very very long time this when people post up a job on linkedin or even in, in internal studios this is a very very similar similar thing to what they what you have it's very very boring <laughs> okay all it is is your name where you are a bit a bit of experiences and your resume you know it's again how can you make yourself stand out with something like this okay there's a few things that you can do and well i say it's it is difficult to to stand out with something so linear and so boring looking like this but making sure again going back you have your links everywhere okay you've got it on your in your portfolio resume you know you've got it on your linkedin and i would say everybody should have linkedin and art station you know they are the two things that would be really really beneficial for you guys to set up if you're going to set up anything okay just because so many companies are using linkedin now to do their recruiting and it's it's an easy system you know and you've got things like oh yeah are they a good fit you, you know you'd have a drop down on this you know good fit um maybe or no you know so when you're doing your we'll, we'll get into the actually we'll get into that now we'll get into that now so yes i'm going to be using my linkedin as an example i do apologize for that um but this is you kind of want to you want to do everything that linkedin kind of recommends okay 
having a picture on there, uh, I think it's quite quite important because you can kind of get a sense of what the person's like you know i for example i haven't done it today but when i do meetings or anything like that i always put a camera on straight away just so it's a it's a sense of engagement between between people okay now your your contact information saying where you are and stuff that's that's important as well a lot of junior positions if you're trying to apply abroad um you know you'll be very hard pushed by if you're applying abroad for a junior position okay just because the the whole immigration sector of trying to get you a visa and stuff like that is a lot harder okay i'm not saying it's impossible but it is very, very difficult. So putting your location where you are, it kind of, it kind of helps. It helps recruiters. It helps uh, leads kind of work out. Okay, can we? This person's good. Can we actually get this person in? Okay. Now, when you're doing your experiences, oh, um, your about page. Make sure you do an about. Okay this is just like a little short just about you even if you don't have any experience you can say you know i'm a 3d environment artist um i enjoy playing video games i've got a passion for this you know this is this is your one-liner okay it doesn't have to be super duper fancy or anything like that but just having something on there just to tell you a little bit about what you do and who you are now make sure in the about you've got your portfolio links okay and then i always do a, a speciality i'm a character artist okay because these are all the more of these things uh, they're basically called seos the more of this stuff that you're writing the more it's going to get in front of people okay um i should mention as well in the contact information again make sure you've got your your um, website the more that you can post your website around the less excuse people have gone oh I couldn't find your website post it everywhere you you're not going to get told off um, when you come to your experiences so let's have a look I these last last three I hadn't really put in um, just because I haven't had time but don't just uh, as I said like this is this is a little bit little bit bad and naughty of me you know I've just put where I worked what I did how long for but showing a breakdown of what you what you did while you were there is is kind of like gold dust you know it's really good so if you're a character artist yeah you create character models but that's not the only thing that you did you know you created heads you worked on lots you worked with cinematics you you gave feedback to somebody you worked with outsourcing you know you scheduled something you know all of these little things no matter how significant they seem is they're they're basically like tick boxes you know you know the when you're looking at let's look at art station 
uh, quickly. Ba -ba -ba -bam. And let's look at a let's look at a job. Uh, let's get down to a job. Oh, it's not going to load it now. Okay, let's let's click at McFarlane. So basically, what you're doing is when you read these things, job responsibilities. Now, the more of these you read, the more you can kind of get a a, a, a gist of this stuff. Okay, go away. I don't know what you were popping up there. But this is kind of what people people are looking for, especially recruiters, you know, um, working working from reference material. That's something that you can put in your in your LinkedIn. I've worked from concepts. You know, it's just rewording things a little bit dif differently. Uh, ability to learn and, you know, to do cost effective things. Oh, I did training while I was at Ubisoft, you know, or wherever it was, you know. Having this stuff on there is basically this stuff. Okay. Showing showing everything that you've done, you know. Um, here, I did some morph targets and blend shapes. Never done that before in my life until I worked at, at Lionhead, you know. But it's it's something that's important to our job because, again, we don't just build a character, that's it, bye, Felicia. You know, we need to show people that we we have a good idea of the whole production, you know, even if you did liaise with uh, the concept artists or liaise with the riggers or liaise with the animators, you know, that shows that you worked closely with those people. OK. So uh, let's go back. Now, education, this is a good one to put on as well. So even if it's the smallest of courses that you've that you've done put that stuff on there because yes you got your main degrees or um where you where you studied at vertex school or cgma or wherever you know you've you you're showing that person your willingness to learn okay so even if you did like a i don't know a life drawing course for two weeks something like that i don't know put that stuff on there because it's still all relevant it shows your willingness to learn and evolve as a person okay skills now this bit here is is more important than i thought it used to be okay now if we kind of look at the skills here putting these things in and saying okay Oh, I've done some animation. Oh, I've done some 3D modeling. This is the kind of thing that's going to get in front of recruiters. Okay. When you're, you know, whether it's out, out, outer house recruiters or in house recruiters, because they are not 3D modelers or animators or environment artists, they would then just go, Oh yeah, I need a modeler or I need a 3D modeler. To them, they don't know the, they, I mean, they do know the difference between a, character and an environment but some some recruiters might not know the difference between it because they've got to they've got to cater for every single um discipline so for example i they might be looking for a 3d modeler but they might put an animator okay so 
do doing doing this doing this just kind of gets more eyes on you okay and you know uh, some of it is 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 crazy stuff like uv mapping you know it's if it's written in a some something somebody's looking for your name would come up because you got uv mapping on there okay i hope that bit makes makes sense you know xbox 360 like <laughs> <laughs> because I worked on some Xbox 360 stuff, you know, it kind of showed that I got experience in working in that or have a skill set on it. Crazy bump or oh, dear old crazy bump. You know, it's quite weird looking at some of this stuff and seeing, oh, that some of it exists, some of it doesn't. Traditional sculpting. I haven't done traditional sculpting for a very, very long time, but it's still on there. OK, so. Um, recommendations. Now, this, this is a good one as well. Um, even if you haven't got work in the industry, you can still, you know, I would still kind of ask your, ask your fellow students to give you one of these as well, like a recommendation. How, what was their experience like working with you? And it's normally like a trade-off. It's like, oh, if you give me a recommendation, I'll give you a recommendation, you know. And it's quite nice to to have these on here because as a like as a lead, if somebody has, if I'm kind of looking at somebody's portfolio, yes, yes, their work is good. Yes, the they tick all the boxes on their resume, and it's kind of like, well, I kind of want to see what kind of a person they are. So I'd look at the recommendations to be like, okay, cool, yep, they like to teach, they like to help out, you know, their man, their previous manager or previous teachers said they're nice, you know, okay, cool, I've got a sense of what that person's actually like, you know, I don't know them fully, but I've got a kind of an idea. Now, recommendations, it's, well, I've never seen a bad recommendation, and you should never give a bad recommendation either, okay? But this is more of like a, um, just giving, giving a little insight of what the person's like, okay, without being negative. Um, awards, if you've got any awards, whack that on there as well. Um they are very 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 good to have i need to actually update this because there's a there's another bafta missing on that so i'm out of date with my linkedin i need to i need to update it and groups this is just something that you that you can join it's quite quite nice to see stuff some people post jobs in there yada 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 okay so now we've got all of this stuff it's brilliant we've got it all in there but Right, okay, now we need an actual resume. The reason why I've shown you LinkedIn, this is your resume. This is the perfect resume. It's it's perfect, it's brilliant. It It's given me all of the information it's given me about, it's given me experiences, it's given me my education, and it's given you your skills. But how do you get that stuff out? You don't wanna retype all of that stuff again. What you can do, is if you once you've filled out all of this jargon if you come over to here where it says more we're just going to click that now there's a few little options there's one that says build a resume ignore that 
you don't want to do that because you've got to type it all up again what you want to do is click this one save to PDF okay and uh, what that will do is that will download this now this is basically your resume you know it's got everything on there that it could possibly need it's got your contact information it's got your links that you can actually click on which is awesome perfect it's got some skills that one unfortunately you can't change those it's, it's what people have endorsed you on it's got your awards and then your summary portfolio again which is why I like this because again if you missed it here not that you should miss it there you've got it here and then you can start going in um, to your experiences yes it mine is six pages long but at the end of the day it is what it is you can't you can't change that <laughs> okay so I, I, I personally don't have a problem with them being pages long especially when it's when it's online it's a lot easier if you're giving it to somebody traditional paper form a one a one page would have been would be better but it doesn't matter if you can't if this doesn't all fit into one page because by this time somebody's reading they're interested if you're if they're easy reading your summer in reading your resume okay so again it was completely free didn't have to rewrite anything and it's a good layout I'd really recommend doing this because you can spend hours you can spend days you can spend weeks building the perfect resume and nobody looks at it okay <laughs> sad to say sad to say but it sometimes is true but doing it like this it's clean it's easy all I had to do is do it in LinkedIn and again all you need to do if you work at a new place put it in put your stuff and then just re-download it and you got a brand new resume okay cool so let's get back to this i think we've only got one more slide left yes final tips for success so getting your foot in the door I know this is this is kind of what everybody wants but it doesn't matter what the job is doing long as you can get it in long as you can put on your put on that CV I worked at blah blah like within the industry you know it, it doesn't matter if you were a runner you know or a you know somebody just cleaning up textures or it was a little freelance gig that you that you done it's still the foot in the door okay and that's what you need that's what you need to be able to be like yes I've got that tick I've got experience you know it doesn't matter how small that experience is it's still experience and you know that's just gonna help you you know whether it's freelance freelance work there's there is plenty plenty of freelance work out there honestly there really really is yes you have to look for it but we're in a position right now that everybody wants stuff done in 3d you know we've got the whole stuff with the metaverse coming up i would that you've got the whole thing of nfts coming up as well but i 
uh, personally say keep away from those because they could end up lo you getting not getting paid. <laughs> Speaking from experience, okay. Um, but just getting that first piece of freelance work or that first foot in the door is so important because once you've got that, you can put that on your CV and do that big tick. Okay. The second is make mistakes, making mistakes and resolving them, learning from those mistakes, you know. And when I say resolving them, it's so easy for us just to turn around and go, hey, uh, I'm stuck, you know, try and pick it, pick something apart a little bit until you've kind of fixed it. What if you if you if you spent like about half an hour and still not got anywhere, that's when you can ask somebody. Okay, But it is fine to make mistakes. Nobody's going to shout at you. Nobody's going to tell you off, you know. Um, I'm in, I make mistakes all the time and I'm like 15 years in the industry, you know, like some stupid thing that I've clicked or not clicked, you know, but it kind of helps you with the technical side of things to be able to, to work something out because more than likely if you've had trouble with something, somebody else has. And then if somebody comes to you and go, Oh yeah, I've got this problem, you know, Oh yeah, I had that problem. Uh, oh yeah. You do this to fix it. You know, so make as many mistakes, especially when you're like at Vertex School and things like that. Make as many mistakes as you can because somebody can help you here. OK, so the next thing is ask for help. You know, I did say at the beginning, like, don't ask for help straight away, but don't be scared to ask for help as well. Never be afraid because people are only human and if somebody snaps snaps at you for asking for help then then they're not a very nice human <laughs> okay because at some at some point everybody's going to need help with something so don't be afraid to ask for it now this is a, this is quite a funny one actually watch 20 youtube videos slash tutorials now i i i went through this quite recently so it's it's probably a gap in my knowledge. Um, I was trying to get something to work in Unreal with um, advanced skeleton rig and try to put it in Unreal, but Unreal has changed some of the way that they do things. So I think I must have watched about 30 videos online to get to get this to get this stuff to get it to work, you know. And it and it was only one little section that I was missing. So. I think what I'm saying here is, you know, if there's nobody around to ask for help, you know, you've got a massive load of free resource online. And again, you're not the only one who's probably had that problem. You know, yes, you might have to watch about 20 to 30 videos to try, try and work it out, but you can you can learn anything online and you can resolve anything. OK, so. And along the way, if you're watching those 20, 30 videos, you know, you might pick up something else that you hadn't hadn't learned. So never see it as a waste of waste of time. And this this next one, be a SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> and uh, what I'm saying is soak up everything like you're a sponge. OK, you know, take everything in, you know, learn, learn not only from your discipline, 
But for example, character artists, I always say that there's always a merge between concept artists and riggers and animators. You know, learning, learning a little bit about concepting and learning a little bit about rigging, you know, because you're that process that's in the middle of that, you're going to be able to make their lives a lot easier and they're just going to make your work look a lot more sexier. Okay. So absorb as much as you can. You know, don't be scared to go up to a rigger and be like, oh, yeah, what are you doing there? You know, and them saying, oh, yeah, I'm doing this to articulate that arm or whatever, you know. And I think the other thing is don't be scared to ask for feedback as well. You know, yes, in 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 the workplace, we we do feedback sessions and things like that. But if you need additional feedback, don't be scared to ask it. Don't be scared to go to your lead and be like, hey, could you give me some feedback on that? Or even your 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 coworkers like, like, hey, I'm not sure on this. Can you can you check over my work? Even with people, people on like online and stuff like that, you know, this being said, you know, there are idiots online trolls that will just be complete asses you know unfortunately we're never going to get away with that we just need to kind of take it on the chin a little bit unfortunately but honestly a majority of people out there will help you if you need feedback or anything like that people will dedicate their time to try and give you feedback you know i i try i get quite a lot people ask me for feedback i do try to to get back to people as much as i can but you know if if people don't it's not it's not against you or they don't think your work's good or you're not worthy it's normally just because of time okay so if you do ask us for, for some feedback and they don't get back to you it's it's not because they hate you don't worry it's probably because there's a time time issue okay now this is this is a this is a, a good one. Critique yourself. This is the biggest biggest learning curve that you can do, and don't be scared to do it. Okay, I I even do it now where I do I do my piece of work. I go downstairs, go and get a cup of tea, get a coffee, not a beer because it's normally too early for that and come back to my come back to my desk and then i put my art direction hat on okay and then i take a screenshot of my work and then i start drawing over it like where where do i think i could where i think i could improve you know what doesn't look right you know really being to be honest i i i end up being more critical about my stuff than when i do when i give feedback to other people just because i know that i can for me personally, I can take it and I can I can be nasty to myself. I can I can beat myself up a little bit. I can take that. If somebody else did it to me, I think I'd cry. But <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But you know, being able to see and crit your work is 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 really really vital and it's a brilliant skill to have. Okay. So anytime that's that's something that you can do is before you even send it off to to somebody for feedback in. Just do it yourself. Just see. It's quite cool, actually, to do this because give the feedback yourself on your own stuff. Then ask somebody else for feedback and see if they come back with the same things, because then if they come back with the same things, it's like, OK, yeah, I definitely need to change that then. OK.
So, last but not least, um, it's just a little resource uh, resource page. Um, just like the the Miro stuff, as I said, it's a brilliant brain dumping place just for you to put concept art, images, things like that. I I used um, Excel before for my timeline things, but if you want something online, if you want an app or something like that, Mondays or Notion are really good. We're actually using Notion at uh, K9 Digital right now. Um, it's 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 really really nice, simple to use, and people can access it. Okay, Pinterest, brilliant place for resourcing. It's good because you can share boards with people that you can lock so for example at ubisoft we had a whole board about greek greek outfits greek you know <laughs> greek clothing and things like that and you can lock it so nobody can see in what you're you're looking at you can privatize it and but the team can still all contribute to that okay and lastly because i thought i think it's a really really interesting one uh the national geographic it's really cool. I I find it quite inspiring. Um, you can get the magazines, subscribe to the magazines. To be honest, if you get that, you end up getting loads of <laughs> more more cup holder things than anything. But their website is really really good. They've got some really good stories on there. The photography is mind blowing, especially of the animals and um, different people around the world and races and stuff like that. It's brilliant. Okay. Cool. Well, I think we're done. I think we are done. So that is it. We are at the Q&A stage. And have I only got like three people left in this room? Because I couldn't see. <laughs> so if anybody's got any questions, come forward, come forward. Uh, yeah, at least. The uh, portfolio reviews. Passion. So I'm just reading through everybody's everybody's things. Nobody got any questions for me. I have a question. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, so, is there a difference between an about section and a summary on LinkedIn, or are they pretty much the same thing? So, Helen, how are you doing? I'm good. Cool. So, um, the summary and the about. So, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? I can't even find it. So, oh yeah. So basically, when you come into creating it as a portfolio, they call it a summary. And then the about. I can't even find it. Uh, the about is it's just another name for summary. It's it's the exact same thing to be honest. It just takes that about and just changes the name for a summary. I don't know why they do that, but yeah, they do. <laughs> so yeah, you can see it see it there because you can see the information is exactly the same as what I've written there. So yeah, mm -hmm. there's there's no difference. Okay, thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Hi, actually, I have a question. Guess your thing. Hi. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, I was just wondering. Uh, if you. Uh, what if you don't mind? 
uh, if you get a job in like a game or visual effects or anything like that. So how would you make your portfolio? Like, I don't really have a preference. Like, I'll okay. be fine with visual effects or games. Uh, but like, how do, because I'm changing, I was a 3D, uh, environment artist. Now okay. I'm switching career. So I have nothing in my portfolio as a character artist wise. Okay. So okay. I was just wondering like what kind of character or whatever you recommend for me to put in my portfolio. And it's okay. Is it okay to have different stuff? Like, you know, a game character or a, you know, a look dev kind of character. And something like that just to show up, show like people? Yeah, so what I would, what I'd re recommend. So I get this question quite a lot actually, like what character should I, what, what character should I put in my portfolio? I would say do something that you want to make. Okay? Because if you, you know, I could say to you, yeah, I just want to see old ladies. I just want to see old ladies with funny hats. You know, <laughs> that's that's not going to that's just like my my preference, you know, but you might not want to make an old lady with a funny hat. You know, your portfolio is representing you and what you like. You are creating your portfolio for you, if anything, because you're creating it because you enjoy making artwork. OK, yes, we are trying to get a job out of it. But if you're if you're not happy with what you're what you're making then stop making it you know um so um that's one thing i would say is make something that you want to make now when it comes to there is a difference between um games and film okay with games we're quite happy to see just an art station just images you know that's it's you know that's just kind of something that that happens where i know the film industry they love showreels you know they like the whole turnaround character type of thing with like uh, some sexy music playing with some like visual effects happening they they love that stuff you know mm. so i would say if you are applying for both you know if you if you did a showreel it's it's not going to look bad for the game stuff. You know, it's just more, more likely that we would just look at images. Okay. Where film would look at a, an actual show reel. I don't know why it's like that. Um, but it's just one of the things. Um, as it's funny, it's as funny you... because, uh, when I went to school, they, they told us to like, you know, the whole thing was to make it a show reel or a, you know, a portfolio kind of reel at the yeah. end of it you know yeah and, I, but i mean but that was back in 2012 i think it got 2013 so yeah right I, now i know exactly what you mean because the same with my school where i went to you know it was all about creating creating a showreel and to be honest i haven't created a showreel for about oh, i don't know like, uh, 12 years or something like that so it's times that have changed um, for your other question as well, um, I I don't think it matters if it's if it's look dev, if it's in game stuff, if it's you know film film resolution, mobile game, you know it it just shows a nice variety um, of of that of that stuff. You know, to be honest, mm -hmm. as long as it looks good, it looks cool, you know, it it 
it doesn't matter. Okay. And uh, and if you do like a, a stylized and uh, realistic, you'd say that like if you just stick to one, or is it okay to have a different kind of characters? So I mean, I I said stick stick to one just because you know, especially especially when you're at school and stuff like at Vertex or whatever, you know, we don't have time to do everything, you know. So go for the one that you really want to work on first and learn as much as you can on that. But you know, it's okay. not a bad thing to have stylized in it or realistic you know it gives you more it gives you more options i don't want i i said that because i don't want people to be like oh gosh i need to learn stylized i need to learn realistic and i need to learn creatures and animals and yeah <laughs> so that's okay. why i said you know if i mean if you're comfortable with doing all of them do all of them you know but if if you pick the one that you really really want to work on you know that's your dream because everybody has a dream place where they would would love to work you know and that's kind of where you kind of tailor your tailor your portfolio to do that and then over time you get the opportunity to work on the other things you know um mm -hmm. i i never until i worked on assassin's creed i never had anything really realistic in my portfolio and that's just something that people people just kept on telling me all the time don't have realistic don't have realistic it's like well i've never worked on a realistic game you know um mm -hmm. i've got realistic looking characters but you know until you know this the skills are very very similar some people say um oh stylized stuff is a lot easier well it, it is a lot harder as well because you need to get those shapes and forms okay yeah all right thank you appreciate it you're very welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How's it going? All right. Uh, I've seen you. You were speaking as well about animals. What do you think about making them? Do you like the this side I, of uh, art or uh, not? I love animals, to be honest. If I could just sit and make animals all day, I think I'd be in my element. You know, it's mm -hmm. there is there is a need for that kind of thing, and you know, especially now games are getting more and more realistic, and you know, we we need uh -huh. we need good anatomy animals in in games. You know, especially if you look at games like Far Cry or you know, um, The Last of Us and stuff like that. There are, there are always going to be animals in in a game because they're part of our world, you know. And yeah. and the whole part of making games and films and stuff like that is you're, you're, you're creating world. It's part of world building. If you don't have that stuff in there, the world isn't believable, okay? There's no way that you could, you could go to... Um, uh, you know, I don't know, New Zealand or somewhere like that and walk up a mountain and not see a bird or, you know, it's it's part of that whole world building. Okay? Yeah. So they're very yeah. important. And, uh, very important. Yeah. So I really like now the fact is appreciated this side of art because, I don't know, I have like the feeling 
few years ago was kind of underappreciated in some way, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I I suppose like the only the only time that you would see an animal in the game is in that what's that game? It's like the the hunting simulation when you've got a deer running across and you have to shoot the deer. It's only that kind mm-hmm. of thing that you used to be able to see see that. Or if it was an enemy, you know. But now, yeah. you know, like because we're trying to do open open worlds, that that kind of stuff is. Um, oh, that's it, deer hunter. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that we're trying to make those believable worlds, it, it's it's the same of us trying to get super close to to a face and seeing the hairs on the face and things like that. Yeah. And it's just going to get is that stuff's just going to get pushed more and more. I really, really believe it will. Yeah, and uh, if I may ask now the last question: Do you yeah. think facial rig on an animal is important, or uh, do you think uh, just make moving the jaw, no matter for other features like eyebrows, nose, lips, etc.? Do you? Because I really enjoy more making facial rigs on animals than on humans. Well, this is this is that whole thing of what I'm saying of you know we're we're coming into a world where we're we're next gen. So each each year we say, oh yeah, we're next gen, we're next gen. But what's going to happen in next next gen? You know, when PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Six seven comes out. I don't know, but you know, the the fidelity of stuff. Technology is getting more and more advanced, and and you know maybe right now that it is just like a flappy jawbone. That's it and a blink. But if you've got a if you've got like a um, I don't know if you were making the game of the junk Jungle Book or something like that, then they're going to need fully articulating face movements and stuff like that. So it's very dependent, very dependent on the game. You know, it's you're going to get games where, okay, we don't have the budget for uh, full facial rigs on animals, but then you might work on another game that's like, well, the main character's a tiger. I don't know, you know. So we need the fidelity of that. So nothing's... Nothing's a no, I would say. Okay. Mm, okay, and uh, very, very last question. Uh, <clears throat> how can I explain? Uh, did you know about a species of primate named gelada? Gelada. Yeah. No, no, I haven't heard okay. of that. Because I think, after looking at the facial expression of that uh, primate, I tried to imagine how to make some kind of facial movement, etc. And I think is probably one of the most complex animals, having the most complex facial rig I've seen uh, around. Okay. I'm okay. Not, yeah, and uh, I think... I've never seen anyone rigging uh, the facial expression of that animal. Just the sculpts and uh, that's it. Okay. So if you have some time later, I think uh, might be an interesting subject. 
Okay. I'll I'll have a I'll have a look at that after the after the meeting. <laughs> okay. Sure. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much for answering my questions. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> cool. Has anybody else got any questions? If nobody has, I'll just start singing. I have a question. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm getting you. Very good, thank you. Very good. Yeah, my question is about art station. Like, uh, how many pieces do you need um, to make a good portfolio? Because I hear people they just say they just tell you like just the, your best work. But I've seen some people like working in the industry right now that like they don't, they barely have like two pieces. Most of the yeah. Year. Um. So I mean, it all depends, really. Like as I as I showed, like Etienne's stuff um, at the beginning. Um, he only had two two pieces in his in his work, and he he got a job at Ubisoft with with that. You know, I think I don't feel like there's a X number of pieces that you that you need. You know, it's not like saying, oh yeah, you need ten pieces in your portfolio or three pieces in your portfolio to to get a job. We do say it, it's good to have at least three pieces because we can we can kind of see your development and see where you're growing see what you're learning um i i always i always do this thing um i don't know if anybody else does this when they create personal work but when i when i do a personal piece i always try to learn something different with it so for example if i've never used marvelous designer i would go out my way to build a character that was built with marvelous designer if there's you know if i've never used unreal engine before instead of doing it mama's at that time i'd be like right okay i need to i need to build a character to go into unreal so you're always yes you're creating your portfolio but you're learning as you're as you're doing it you know you're trying out different different things and that's why i think what when we say oh it's really nice to see three pieces it's not a dedicated oh if you don't have three pieces in your portfolio i'm not going to look at it okay okay so did, did that answer your question <laughs> yeah yeah makes sense yeah? now okay and cool. my last question is is a little bit of topic um you mentioned uh assassin's creed odyssey that's my favorite game ever like um how long oh, did it, it take for the company to make that the whole game for publishing so it took four years to make altogether. Um, I, because I I was there not a hundred percent at the beginning. I think there was like six months between I, where I wasn't where I wasn't there, but I worked on it for three and a half years. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's really quite interesting, especially the uh, like Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed stuff because there is stuff in the game that is actually legacy from like Assassin's Creed 1 you know because it's built up um it's built off of the first um it's Anvil is the engine and that's what um Assassin's Creed was built up of so you're kind of like building building on top on top on top on top on top so each time we we work on an Assassin's Creed game, we're trying to push something something different with it. So yeah, no, it's cool to it's cool to hear that is is uh, that you like the game. 
say. Yeah, I got actually like a platinum trophy in that game. <laughs> That's oh really? I like it. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. I I never I never got that far because because when we were like um, testing it, every time we were testing it, they would um, wipe our saved. So I think I I played the beginning section about like twenty times, and then when I actually got the got the final game, I I was like, oh, I can't do that beginning bit anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I know what happens. I know what happens in it because I was part of the cinematic team as well on it. So I know I know the endings. So. Yeah, and it's actually I'm actually uh, playing the latest one, Bahala, and it's oh, so yeah, yeah. interesting to see um the main character like um, featuring again in this game, Cassandra. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they 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 brought Cassandra back into it. Yeah, she's a she's a she's a very very important character within the Assassin's Creed world, I think, and I think she's quite a lovable. If I mean, if you play as it. If you play as Cassandra, she's a lovable character. If you don't play as Cassandra, she, she's not a lovable character. So, <laughs> so yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Q. And what else? Is this a question? Uh, what can you expect as an art test in character modeling? To uh, is one character model enough in the portfolio? Um, so we'll go. We'll, t we'll talk about art tests actually, because it's quite a it's quite an interesting thing. Um, I I I have to admit I do not like art tests. Um, there's a there's a reason why I don't like art tests. So when Lionhead when they cancelled the Fable game that I was working on and they closed Lionhead down and I was applying, I just kept on applying for loads and loads of jobs. So I was, I had a mortgage and I was scared that I wasn't going to get a job and stuff like that. I think I had about six art tests that I, they, that I got asked to do and each each one it was just getting longer and longer and longer so <clears throat> what i think with art tests are that art tests are very very good don't get me wrong they're very very good if there's something very specific that they're trying to look for or they think that you've got a skill gap in okay i me personally i really really disagree when somebody says okay you've got two three weeks four weeks to make a full character start to finish that's your art test and you and you don't get paid paid for that okay i i disagree completely with that um but for example the art test that i had at ubisoft where it's like okay we want you to do a head model. It doesn't need any texture work on. We don't want to see any details. We just want to see if you can do form, you know, just sculpt form, you know, on a base mesh, on our base mesh. You know, that's a good art test. That's a, that's, you're trying to pinpoint something in that. Or another art test that I had was, um, Okay, we've got this model and we want it textured, you know, just do the texturing of that model. You know, I, as again, I've, if, if you're applying for a company and they go, 
oh yes, we want you to do a full character. That's kind of that that's kind of down to you if you if you do it or anything like that. I'm I have to admit I'm at the stage now where if somebody asks me to do an art test I say no. <laughs> but I'm 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 quite lucky. I can I can I think I can get away with doing that. Um but it, I know it's it's very very hard. And to be honest, one one of the things especially at Canine Digital if we ask you to do a, a, an art test we we pay for your time for that because it's you know it's it's somebody else's time it's somebody else's you know they could be going out getting work and stuff like that it's something that you could you could ask the company you know uh, is this a paid for is this a paid art test you know it's you're not being cheeky to do that and if they say if they say no then they say no then again it's down to you if you want to do an art test or not okay I hope that uh I hope that helps. Uh what can you expect from art test? Oh and so yeah, it's, normally they try to with the art tests as well, they they give you the brief of what it is, the concept. And they might give you a base mesh model or they might say start from scratch. You know uh, art tests do vary from company to company. Okay. Cool. And the portfolio one, I had already said about that earlier. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, has anybody got any questions? Any other questions? Right now, right now, I'm putting on my base mesh using ZBrush. My, I'm using those. So I can use should I show this in my portfolio? Um so I'm just reading the um uh the thing about uh, the base meshes. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're building building a base mesh and stuff like that, you know, definitely put it in your portfolio. And if it's something that you're gonna use over and over again, um yeah, that um definitely definitely put it put it in because it shows what you'll find is i went through a stage where every six months i was making a new base mesh because i was finding the limitations of that base mesh i'm going to be completely honest with you now i, d I don't make base meshes <laughs> there is so many good resources out there now for base meshes you know if you're looking for a good base mesh a good head base mesh is a uh, um 1024 on their scan store they've got a really really good head base mesh um if you're looking for a good body base mesh the meta human stuff if you can get the base mesh for that which you should be able to do if you've got um ba -ba -ba -ba, what's it called uh Quicksil bridge you can get the meta human stuff with that and each one of those comes with the with the base mesh grab that base mesh that's all you'll ever need okay and to be honest when when i was leading on some of the projects they were the base meshes that i started off with to then adapt and tweak to what we needed for production okay i'm not trying to say 
don't ever build a base mesh because it's it's really it's a really really good learning curve and especially if you can take that base mesh that you've made and put it in a rig as well to actually see how it's actually moving and articulating because that's that's one thing i find i i probably the environment artists are gonna gonna fall asleep at this bit but i've i notice a lot of character artists have never never even touched a rig and this is this is really sad because it it once you've learned you don't need to be a rigger there are systems out there that can do automated rigging and things like that but to be able to take your character that you've made and put it onto a rig and just learn how to bind some of the weights and things like that your models will improve so much because you'll need to make sure that it's articulating correctly and the only way that you'll ever learn to do that is being able to put it onto a rig so then you'll be helping helping the rigger because they won't come back to you and say well this isn't deforming correctly you know doing that as a test and doing it to your own work again you don't need to be a rigger there is some amazing stuff out there that um i'll actually show you uh advanced skeleton now this is free to use it is amazing um it is in maya um but free to use and it creates a rig for you but it gives you gives you the insight of how it actually works and how stuff actually animates hi how can we help you uh, you can't i'm good <laughs> sorry so yeah um definitely get this um and give it a go because it's or if there's one in blender that you guys use i know a lot of you guys use use blender as well so there, there'll be systems out there or 3d max or anything like that you don't need to build the rigs just get an automated rigging system to do that okay uh i'd always want to create a scratch on a base early joints yeah this is really good yeah doing the whole early joint things because it kind of gives you an understanding if it's if it's running correctly you uh, have a question regarding the showcase stuff in your art station portfolio i have been using a way to yeah so i mean the hope it's really it's really difficult because uh, going back to going back to the uh, portfolios and rigging and stuff like that i do get that it is that extra extra step in showcasing your showcasing your work what you can do if you do not have time or don't have the knowledge to be able to um build a rig there's also another thing that you can that you can use um let's put it on it's mix mixamo i don't know if you guys have ever seen this or used this but you can basically upload uh login you can upload your your characters in this and it does a automated very very basic skin of it and it can put your characters like you would upload it here and 
it will actually put some animations, but you can kind of just freeze the animation and just export that out. Okay. And it works for anything. It works for creatures and all sorts. Definitely check that out for like showcasing your stuff. Um, I know in my portfolio, a lot, a lot of my stuff is in TPOs, especially when it comes to like portfolio, like personal, personal stuff. I mean, this is, this is quite old now. I need to get rid of this. Four years old. You know, he is T-posed. But anything I do try to to get as in-game, I I try I try and get like an actual posed version. Even with this even with this Grinch, you know, it's it's a very, very simple, simple, simple pose. It doesn't need to be extravagant or anything like that. It just needs just needs something just to just to give it like that little bit of interest you're breathing life into this okay cool uh, yeah you can you can you can uh, pose your pose your characters in in ZBrush as well, and then export them export them out. There's so many different ways that you can that you can do this now. It's I tell you, it's a hell of a lot easier now than when it was when I was learning 3D. <laughs> okay, you guys have got it easy now. I I remember the days where we had to do all of the textures in Photoshop. Nobody knew what Substance Painter was back then. <laughs> cool do we have any other questions no okay well i think we're coming on to two hours now is that right so we will we'll <clears throat> call it call it it oh have we got a question uh, sorry yeah I have yeah. a question about experience now that I remember. Okay. So basically, I was applying for a job on LinkedIn uh, through a recruiting agency, was the actual employer, let's say. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> basically, I can start saying it didn't end well at all. Okay. And okay. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, what happened? Uh, do you know about Sketchfab.com, right? Sketchfab. Mm, no. Uh, it rings a bell, actually, the name. So let me explain. Uh, basically, Sketchfab is a website where you can upload your 3D model and uh, you can upload static models without uh, specific animation or props or whatever you want. Or... Okay. You can upload your oh, FBX yes. animated model and you can uh, open the viewer and select the animation to play. Yes, yes. I know, I know the so, one that you mean now. Yep. Mm -hmm, exactly. So basically, I was applying for a rigger position because I, I'm not saying this for brag, but I learned by myself as well how to rig and animate the models okay. after school. And uh, I was trying to apply for this uh, rigger position. I first of all I phone called him 
telling him about myself, what I do, this, etc., etc. And he said, okay, please mail uh, me your portfolio and stuff. Okay. So I sent him the email and uh, he uh, answered back saying, uh, I'm sorry, but for what I see from your portfolio is more of an artist, but I don't see anything... Uh, that matches with the, what my client actually wants for okay. rigging. So should be good if you make a demo reel of your stuff. So I replied to his email saying, uh, I was showing uh, my Sketchfab page where I have uh, my animated models in an interactive viewer, etc. Blah, blah, blah. You can click, you can do this. Yeah. His final answer was, uh, I admit I didn't notice your uh, Sketchfab page, but uh, actually your portfolio is still uh, on the artist side. And most important, uh, my client wants uh, his candidate to have a relevant experience when applying. Yeah. So, so I yeah, don't know what to say now. Honestly. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it is, you know, as much as it's hard for, for people who are applying, who are applying for work, it's, it is hard on the other side as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, even, even, like, for example, this is, this is only from when I've been looking for things like in a studio and in in my own studio as well for example for at k9 when i posted up the job um that we were looking for people i i had over 200 applicants apply apply to the studio and i only need one character artist you know it's 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 very it's you know it's it's challenging yeah, it's it it is. You know, for me, I'd want to give everybody a job, but that's that's just me. But it's that's not the way it goes. You know, we've only got budget for one one person, and it all comes down to that the budget of the studio, the budget of the projects. You know, because uh-huh. everybody, we we need to we need to make sure that they they do like the candidates can do the work. You know, and it's 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 probably nothing, nothing against you or anything and anything like that. You know, it's it is a tough world out there. It's it really is, and I hate to be I hate mm-hmm. saying that, but you just need to, you just need to you just need to keep going with it. You know, don't don't get beaten down by this this one one person because you'll you'll get there in the end. You know someone will give you that opportunity and give you that chance it's just perhaps for that particular project it wasn't it wasn't what they were looking for they might have been looking for somebody more senior you know but they just didn't write that on the on the um job description you know yeah okay yeah, uh, I can say I found already another person that had the patience to listen to me. Actually, 
willing to know better how I work. And yeah, uh, yeah I got lucky. And actually, I can say I'm working on my personal project with this person. Yeah. But I don't want to, I wouldn't, how can I say, I wouldn't like to look like someone promoting himself uh, so much. So I would uh, end it here with uh, okay. what okay. I'm actually doing. So I'm very sorry for that. No, 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 you're good. You're good. You're good. And yeah, this is, this is the thing, like... <laughs> when when applying for jobs you know it's it's nothing mm. it it's nothing against anybody who applies when they're when they're applying if they don't get an answer you know if you should always mm-hmm. you should always get an answer back from somebody i think it's uh, it's polite to do so but if somebody says no it's you know it's only because you know they're, they've got somebody else in mind or they want something else in mind. Okay? It's totally not... understandable, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Cool. But, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of companies as well uh, ghosting the candidates. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it is it is difficult because it all depends how big a, big a team is, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, I mean... I, I hope that we try to message everybody back who does who does apply, but it it's again, especially it's especially like companies like Ubisoft and stuff like that. You know, we were getting thousands of people apply. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, twenty percent of them were actually for that position. You know, I I had somebody I had somebody apply for for a character ask position, and they were a scientist working in biology. It's got nothing to do with games, you know. <laughs> so, a scientist, you what? Know, wow. uh, you know, that, a a doctor, you know, or something like that. Yeah, or, a doctor. Um, but did did this doctor had uh, any knowledge about 3D, etc., and stuff? Because if you get a person like this with the, Jesus Christ, I think he's a a big, should be a big candidate to hire in my opinion, if he has fully professional proficiency in uh, what he's doing. For example, biology, you mentioned now, he can make the best characters around. Mm, I, I, w- I would I would say you need to you need to take you need to take into consideration of if they've never done any 3D work before. It to be honest, <laughs> the, doc- the doctor thing is a, is just an example. You know, I'm not I'm not saying the actual job that they they did, but at the same time, a company just can't employ people because they're oh yeah we they're, they're good at anatomy or, or they know anatomy you know at the end of the day yeah, it's all about budget mm-hmm. and time if that person couldn't do a full character to the quality yeah. that they need then they're not the right candidate no matter what your no matter if you've got a phd or anything like that you could have every degree under the sun doesn't mean that you're the right candidate for that job exactly okay. but if you had uh, as i said before even uh, the 3d skills i think was a big uh, 
Pro. What's that? Sorry. The if he if this doctor had three uh, D skills like oh, modeling, yeah. texturing, if it was a big uh, candidate. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. If they ticked all of those other boxes, then yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, last question. So I was mentioning first. Uh, he said uh, relevant relevant experience but how can it be an a work experience irrelevant so i mean experience is always experience how it can be relevant or irrelevant i really don't got this uh, again it all depends what the project is i can't i can't talk for that company i don't know what that company did or what they're or what they're looking for but it sounds like that they were looking for a very specific thing okay and yeah it it's you know it's i i can't talk for every every company you know it's i'm, I'm mm -hmm. only one man with the knowledge that i know and for the projects that i need to get out the door you know to the clients so it's that's that's a difficult question for me to ask answer and i don't have an answer no for it it's okay. because it's, because it's, right. it's kind of like how long's the piece of string <laughs> you know that's kind of what the question is in a way okay mm -hmm. cool so now it was answering answering now to Kalin in the comments wasn't a mcdonald's experience it was about uh making a project with other people's about making a game by the way but i don't okay. know <laughs> okay okay and uh yeah that's it for now cool i would really like in the future to speak again with you you seem such a cool guy to speak with <laughs> cool thank you thank you you too you too cool thank you cool you're very welcome Cool. Does anybody have uh, any other questions? You've got five seconds. I'm going to give you five seconds. Five. Uh, I, I do. Oh, hey, Helen. How's it going? <laughs> so um, would it be appropriate to put something you've made um, in Marvelous Designer directly into your portfolio without the uh, Flushing it out in ZBrush. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, the world is changing, is what I'm going to say, and the need for people who can do marvelous designer skills is is getting higher and higher and higher, to the point where you know what I was saying of um, you know we're getting to the point where everything is getting very very specialized. Now we have like specialist hair hair artists you know groom artists and i actually started seeing um jobs come around that was specifically for marvelous designer artists clothing oh, wow. artists so you know if that's kind of the thing that you want to do put it put it in and if that job doesn't exist make that job exist okay if that's <laughs> what you if that's what you want to do you know just keep going at it because people will will see your stuff and be like oh yeah i know i know that helen you know she's really good at marvelous designer you know we've got some we've got like 
some assets that we need making you know we've got this game and we're trying to do like dynamic stuff and using marvelous design or whatever to do it you know let's get helen in to 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 do some work for us you know it's you know there there's artists that just specialize in certain things and if you get good enough you know that that's your job you know like um one of my one of my friends he 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 got interviewed uh, the other day for for a job and it was just specializing in head sculpting it was for a game and it was just making heads you know it's it's crazy like how specialized everything's getting it's it's awesome i love it i love it but then there's still that opportunity of you know okay we can still make build full characters if we want to you know Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The first day of has Thank been you. really eye-opening. You're very welcome. <laughs> cool. Are we all good? Cool. All right, then. Right, guys, we are going to call it it. Um, I, hope, I hope this has been helpful for you guys and it hasn't just been me rabbit rabbiting on about stuff <laughs> cool awesome well thank you very much guys and um yeah i've recorded this anyway so i think it goes up somewhere i have no idea where it where it goes up so <laughs> okay but have a good night and um those of you if you're any of my students i'll see you on there i'll see you on tuesday <laughs> no night everyone Bye. Peace out. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.